What up, y'all? Welcome, and thank you for joining me this episode. As always, if this is your first time checking this podcast out, I appreciate you. And if you are a returning listener, I appreciate you just a little bit more. But just to make sure you're in the right place, you are now listening to the only hunting podcast that is hosted by a middle-aged black guy from New York City. So if you found yourself listening to the wrong podcast, go ahead, find something else to listen to. I'll wait. Oh, you're still here? Cool. So check this out. I was chatting via email with the digital marketing coordinator from Easton Archery, and it seems that sales for Easton's hunting arrows have increased by 50%. Apparently, since most, if not all of Easton's competitors' arrows are made overseas, so they're not really getting any product in the country because of, you know, COVID-19. So, bow hunters everywhere, or most bow hunters, I'm not going to say everywhere, are buying up a lot of Easton's hunting inventory. Um, and with that being said, man, shout out to all U.S. companies that are making their products right here in the United States of America. Um, I know I appreciate that. I know hunters appreciate that. Heck, I know people everywhere can truly appreciate that. So big ups to all y'all. All right. Now, in some outdoor related news, if you're coming from outside New York State to hike or camp, make sure that you're not coming from a travel restricted state anyone coming from such states will not be issued camping permits until they have completed a 14-day quarantine and quarantining on state lands is not permitted now um a travel restricted state um basically to find out if you're from one of those states I will be posting a link in the show notes, uh, basically from a New York state website that lists all the states with those travel restrictions. So again, if you're coming to hike or camp New York, plan accordingly. Remember, uh, a two week quarantine will be required before you basically re- uh, issued any kind of uh, camping permits. All right. Now, with that being said, I wonder if this same protocol is being followed for folks uh, outside of New York trying to purchase hunting tags. Um, I didn't see anything like that posted, so I'm a little curious. So, you know what? I'll look into it and I will let y'all know. And now, time to shout out some awesome companies that I've partnered with. First up, Nor'easter Game Calls for when you want to get them in close. Mark works well into the night, almost every night, making these beautiful calls that you know I always refer to as works of art. Uh, You know, he's got duck calls, um, box calls for turkeys. Um, He's got slate calls for turkeys. He's got uh, deer calls, anything. And I mean, they're custom, whatever you need. Whatever you have an idea for that you'd like to to see, you know, brought to life, hit markup. Again, that's Nor'easter Game Calls uh, for all your custom call needs. Check them out online at www.nor, that's N-O-R dash Easter Game Calls, which is E-A-S-T-E-R-G-A-M-E-C-A-L-L-S dot com. That's Nor'easter Game Calls dot com. All right. Next up, the OnX Hunt app. 
the number one GPS hunting app for a reason, people. This app has been instrumental in all of my scouting this preseason, and it's basically helping everything come together for me. So check them out online at onyxmaps.com, and you can even download the Onyx Hunt app to your phone. It's available on both Apple and Android platforms. And lastly, I want to shout out Afflictor Broadheads. All right. They're not a company that I'm sponsored by or that I'm necessarily working with, but they are a product that I really like. Um, I really enjoy using. Now, when I put my arrow through the vitals of that Jake this past spring, the fixed EXT Broadhead did the job. And I'm honestly really looking forward to seeing what it does on my first deer. You can find them at afflictorbroadheads.com. And with all that being said, check out my intro music, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, hunters and huntresses, welcome to episode 36 of When the Hunt Calls. I'm your host, Cliff Cadet, and I'm truly excited to introduce you to today's guest. Hannah Markham is a young lady from Texas who, via social media, came across my wife's radar. And my wife is not into hunting whatsoever. So, you know when your wife tells you that you've got to interview somebody? Well, then you've got to do it. So sit back, relax, and listen in on my conversation again with Hannah Markham. All right, ladies and gents, on the line with me is Hannah Markham. Um, Hannah is someone I came, not even me, my wife actually came across your account on Instagram. But we'll jump, we'll jump into that a little bit uh, later. Hannah, welcome, welcome to uh, When the Hunt Calls. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to get to talk to you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Now, um, where are you from, Hannah? I am from Texas, born and raised. So I've been here my whole life. Um, and not unlike you, am what you call, a, what was it, an adult uh, onset? Uh, adult adult <laughs> onset hunter. It sounds like, doesn't it sound like a sickness? It does. That it's it an, does. I, like, I keep hearing that phrase used all the time, and then it makes me feel like uh, it's an ad for some new drug. Be like, if you have adult onset hunting, take this, <laughs> you know. But, um, all right, so you so yeah, you actually jumped right into uh, probably my first question was, like, how long have you been hunting? Yeah, so, um, and uh, to to your point about the, about it sounds like a sickness, hunting, <laughs> hunting is a sickness, right? <laughs> <laughs> to which there's no cure. To which there's no cure. Hey, you get buck fever and you get one, get, if you get a buck, that, that mm. you're cured for at least, you know, that year. Oh, for the year, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I have been hunting for four years, so, um, not, I'm not a veteran by any means. Wow. All right. So what prompted, what prompted that? Like, you know, if you don't mind my asking, uh, especially with you being from the, the South, I don't want to offend asking a woman her age. Um, but how old are you? I'm 31. 30. All right. So for, uh, all right, my wife's my math off. Um, 27. <laughs> for, Started, yeah. Yeah. All right. 27. What prompted you to, you know, start hunting? So, um, 
actually, uh, you know, like you said, being from the South. So I think that the, the perception is, is that like you grow up hunting, everybody just like hunts. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Texas, especially too, because I think that is one of the highest states in terms of like, I think tags is how they count people, like how they count okay. that. Um, uh-huh. But um, I only went dove hunting with my dad a handful of times when I was uh, younger. Mm-hmm. I never really got into it. And I was introduced to hunting proxy of my boyfriend. Um, okay. He got into bow hunting from his dad and he I was not interested honestly to like in the beginning like I was like no no way um and then uh he hunted for a full year before I ever even got a bow and I only bow hunt also um he and I both only bow hunt and so he hunted for that full that first full year and then um I think it kind of started like my interest kind of started when he asked me to like come sit with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just hey, just come out, just sit with me in the blind, just you know, just be there. And then, um, you know, little by little, I feel like he he. <laughs> I don't want to say he wore me down, but he. Worked, <laughs> he worked on it. it was it was definitely a progression. Got it, got it. Well, it's a smart move on his part. You know, nope. what I'm saying especially. <laughs> You know, it's it's your significant other, um, you know, and you really want them to be involved in something that you uh, thoroughly enjoy. Um, you know what I'm saying? You definitely, that's a smart movie. Like, hey, you don't got to hunt, but hey, why not come and join me and just watch, see what I'm doing. Um, and then I guess later on the, down the line, like it did for you, it kind of caught your eye, caught your interest. Exactly. Because, um, so I just would, I would just go out and sit with him and then he would talk to me, hey, why don't you just get your own bow and then you don't have to hunt we can just practice together and then finally I gave gave it (laughs) to that um and really I think the thing that kind of and you could tell me if this is the same for you Mm -hmm. um the pro shop that we got we still get our bows from he they let you um you know shoot them before you want to buy it which when you're brand new you you're not going to know what's Mm -hmm. good and what's bad you know what the feel like you're you have nothing to compare it to but he was like just we'll go to this um place and you can just shoot it just one time and see what it feels like and it really Mm -hmm. like that first time I was kind of like okay this is pretty cool (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah so that's um and then really um practicing just doing target practice then I kind of got that thought in my head like oh I wonder if I really could like execute a ethical like shot on an animal like that thought process started in my head and then it you know here we are <laughs> four years later <laughs> no that's that's really cool so what what else is required out there in Texas to hunt like do you guys have to do a hunter safety as well take classes I, like that yes um we do, and I don't know what year it started, but, like, I know his dad hunts, and because of it, there's, like, an age cutoff where they don't have to do a hunter safety course, but um, mm-hmm. I did, and my boyfriend did, too, And it, but it's just, like, you do it one time, and it's good and that's for, it. yeah, for All life. Right. So, you, you keep that along with your tags um, on you just to show that you've done it, yeah copy that yeah it's the same here in new york but um can i ask 
in your neck of the woods, how in depth is um the hunter safety class? Because like here in New York City, the classes were it was a day long. It was like eight hours. Um, am I right? Was it eight hours? Yeah, almost eight hours. And um, and it was basically a classroom setting. Just sat there. But I found in other cities and other states, they're a little bit more detailed in sharing information. Like in some class, like I know in Illinois, some classes will even bring game into the class and show guys how to how, show i shouldn't say guys but show hunters how to <laughs> like what the, the different uh you know um parts of the deer you know what i'm saying or how to potentially feel field dress a deer things like that is is it like that in texas or it was just like you know you had the textbook and just sat in the class it was pretty basic and we actually okay. did it on it was online so it oh, was okay you just go through the material and then take your test and there you go. So, um, and from what I can remember, a lot of it was actually more about gun safety and like learning mm -hmm. about guns, which I, I had no intention of, I don't own, I don't even actually own a gun. And so a lot of it, I was kind of like, I'm never going to remember. <laughs> I don't need to know this and I'm never going to remember it. But actually that's not true because now I'm, I'm considering um, buying a gun. I know I know nothing though, so I need to re refresh. <laughs> Understood. And it, well, in New York, also, it's it's weird how they have it here. All right, so hunter safety is required, and like you said, like you mentioned, that's pretty much more about firearms than anything else. Um, it touches lightly on bow hunting, um, and bow hunter safety isn't required unless you're bow hunting deer or big game like deer or bear so if you're hunting um small game all, all that's required in new york is hunter safety but if you're hunting if you're bow hunting big game then you have to have hunter safety and bow hunter safety oh okay so, no that's yeah. not the case here it's just one and um do they offer them in person or only online in Texas? I'm not, I don't know. I don't remember. It was four years ago. So <laughs> <laughs> um, they probably do. Mm -hmm. We just opted for online. All right. So tell me about your first hunt. Like what was, what were you hunting? Uh, how did it go day of? I, you know what? My first, uh, my first animal that I, that I, uh, harvested was a white tail, a buck, a white tail. Um, and it was the, to date, the best shot that I have taken on an animal in terms of like, he went, it, it was a pass through and he ran, um, probably about 15 yards and dropped. And, um, just like, it was really picture perfect, which is great um mm -hmm. or you know your first time um because it, that can be really disheartening if if that's not the case to continue um but that morning it was just like the stars aligned I guess because it was I had I was probably I probably got in the tree stand 30 minutes prior and mm -hmm. that that buck came out I got excited. I definitely the adrenaline was it was pumping. I was shaking, um, but everything you know everything came together, and I just that I remember that feeling of like um, me and my we all hunt at the same property, but you know for, far enough away from each other that we all okay. can uh, have our own area. But I was I texted my boyfriend and I was like, Oh, I think, I think I got one. Cause I, I didn't actually see it fall. Um, there were, tr you know, leaves in the way. Um, but he, 
told me, you know, okay, wait, uh, wait, you know, 20 minutes, get down, see what you can see. And I remember like climbing off, climbing down the tree stand. My legs were like shaking so <laughs> bad that I thought I was going to fall out of the tree. Um, but just that moment of like him seeing me and like we hugged and I, there were for sure tears on my end. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a very special moment. So. Wow. That is so awesome. Your boyfriend sounds like a good man. Oh. Yeah. Definitely, I definitely, so. especially since especially since he got you into hunting, right? Right. <laughs> um. So, so, so your very first deer you harvested was a buck. Um. Mm-hmm. How big? How big was it? He was an eight pointer, not not bigger, um, big. And I had no idea. So just like I guess to really put into perspective of how I guess green I really was, mm-hmm. um, I didn't even notice that he was, um. Like, he was kind of one of those funky ones where one side was, like, super crooked compared to the other. And Uh. um, I didn't know. I had no idea. Like, I didn't know. (laughs) I couldn't (laughs) tell. Um, And whenever um, we took a picture of the the deer and, like, sent it to his dad, um, his dad was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen him a bunch of times. He's, like, he's the funky one. And I'm like, I had no idea. (laughs) Actually, what ended up, what what it was, um, and this is always a part of it that's really cool is like being able to actually, you know, put your hands on an, on a wild animal, an animal that really no one, no person has ever touched this animal before. And that, that, that's really cool. But, um, he actually was missing a toe. And so sometimes that's how, like, if they are funky, sometimes there's something like maybe they, um, someone shot at them before and they, because of, you know, an injury, sometimes their antlers grow. Um, what is that word I'm looking for? I have no clue. Uh, yeah, because I'm like way... Funky. Like, they grow um, not symmetrical, asymmetrical. Oh, That's asymmetrical. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> got it, got it. I have heard that term. I've, it's, it's what's been... All right, what I think I love most right now about having you know, decided to hunt has been just learning. I feel like I'm in school all over again. So between learning terminology, learning about um, deer, learning about turkey and so on, it's been really, I'm like a little kid in in grade school all over again, fascinated by everything I'm I'm learning. So while I am familiar with the term asymmetrical and symmetrical, both terms, I, uh, asymmetrical now, based off what you're saying, I have an understanding now how that pertains to the deer itself. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Um, have you turkey hunted before? Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Turkey hunting is one of my most favorite things. So yeah. <laughs> oh, why? What makes it your favorite? I think just to um, be able to call, like call them, they were mm-hmm. and they respond, and being able to hear them so far off, and you can tell as they get closer, you know that excitement in in yourself builds. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, they're coming. Being able to watch them, you know, come in, and even um, I think you know the very first time I ever experienced um, a tom be at like fully fanned and drumming like. You can actually feel it in your like in your body almost like you can mm. like feel the vibrations and so all those things like just being able to watch them on like as if you are a fly on the wall um, is the best part of hunting for me. 
Nah, I have to agree. My first bow kill, my first hunting kill period um, was uh, this past May. Um, I uh, harvested a, a, not a Tom, uh, a Jake. Yes. Um, yeah. So I didn't get to experience seeing, you know, the whole, you know, fan and, and them strutting and stuff like that. But uh, I, I could totally understand what you're saying, because when I heard them gobble, it was so loud how uh-huh. close they were. Like oh, my yeah. buddy, my buddy and I didn't even have a chance to set up. We kind of like just dropped to the ground. So I, I can totally relate. Um, Did but, you get uh, that, that turkey with a gun or with with a bow? Bow. I only bow hunt. I only oh, bow. okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I don't know if if you know, but bow hunting turkey is like so much more challenging um, because I have shot at so many turkey because they're tough like they're tough animals like their feathers almost are like armor um mm. i've shot at, at turkeys and had um i have a picture of it actually where the uh broadhead went into the i guess you would call it the vein of the, of the feather like that middle part that um and stopped it so it never penetrated really? it literally stopped my broadhead like full. I, didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know it could do that i mean i've yeah. been i've from what I've learned so far, I heard hogs are tough to um to same, penetrate. Same thing. They can, yeah. if they're huge, um, they almost have this like armor, um, like the the fat that hardens, and it, it's just like impossible to penetrate sometimes. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, thank you for that because I I was not aware of that because what so, right, yeah. that being that being my my first harvest, I'm always gonna remember it. But more so not for because I harvested the bird, but honestly because of the shot that I took. I was literally sitting on my butt with my legs kicked out in front of me on the other side of a, a short stone wall. So I literally, yeah, um, my buddy was in front of me calling. Because like I said, when they when they gobbled, we didn't realize how close they were. And they were so close, we literally just dropped to the ground where mm-hmm. we were, hid behind the wall. And then when they came within range, I literally popped up over the wall, drew my bow back and let the arrow fly. So, like, I was so excited. Like, my buddy, like, literally once it hit, I saw the poof of feathers. My bu- my buddy jumped <laughs> up was like, did you see that shot? <laughs> so that, to me, is the best, the best bow shot I've ever taken, period. So I'm excited to, to see what, um, what uh, this fall is going to bring because... I, I've done a lot of scouting, done a lot of preparing. So, um, quick question: uh, Talking about preparing, what is uh, first? I should ask: When's the deer season for you guys down there? Um, starts October, and the I think it's October first. So we've got a little over a month. Oh, same here. It's October third, um, and the second part of your question was: What do, What do I do to prepare? Was yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Is that right? Okay. I'm sorry. Um, no, it's okay. Um, so, really, the most important part is pra- is target practice, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, and I think, you know, shooting the way that you – practicing the way that you are going to be hunting um, is the best tip that I could ever give anybody. Um, so, I shoot in a elevated – blind, um, seated, and I typically will have a bino harness, which I just thought to start wearing as I'm practicing. Like, Uh I don't know how, I don't know why that thought never (laughs) 
Well, you're you're not the only one. You're not the only one because I thanked you in the comments because I have shot with my bino harness on, but I'm like, I haven't been done it in a long while. Really, I'm like, no, I really got to get consistent when I'm practicing. Keep my harness on and get used to it. So thank you again for that because yeah. that that was such a great tip and, and a reminder that I've got to you know get to it. Yeah, because and that's one thing um, that I. In retrospect, now, <laughs> I never really understood why I had more of a hard time drawing back in the blind with my bino harness on. Like, I always felt like it was getting in the way. So, so that's something um, that I, that I, you know, am glad that I thought about. Um, no. But the other part of preparing is that's an each year that you, each season, you know, as your next season starts, you'll add I think add start adding things on um mm -hmm. but like getting your gear ready making sure that it's um we do a lot of like scent control for us and so mm -hmm. making sure that it's washed we you know um line dry it spraying it down so that you know it doesn't smell like you know gain um <laughs> <laughs> um things like that just making sure that you have all of that stuff ready to go um and anything new that you think you want for that year, it, you should really probably have it ready. A month, I would say like a month prior, or or at least you know a couple weeks before. Don't like don't go out and get a whole new like bow set up like the week before. <laughs> you know, just like stuff like that. <laughs> just make sure you you are confident in your equipment, uh, and that'll go a long way. Got it. Got it. So do you hunt public or private? Private. Uh, Texas is a little different because we don't, we do have public land, but it's not, you know, like it is compared to way out West. Um, so a lot of what is out here in Texas is private land. So we get to, we are l blessed enough to get to hunt on uh, a family friend's land and, and it's, it's nice. We like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's good is it difficult to to um get access to private land out there like um in in new york i know because of how you know the anti-hunting sentiment out here in, in new york state i'm not is, is a lot greater than pro mm -hmm. hunting let's put it that mm -hmm. way so um if you if you were to go to someone's house knock on the door for permission to either hunt their backyard or or something like that chances are you can get a door slammed in your face mm -hmm. is it like that down there like if if you didn't have this um this friend's land that you this family friend's land that you're hunting would it be hard to find other private land to hunt i'm gonna go ahead and say like in uh, in my experience yes because it's it, in texas it's it's a it's more of a business right so we get you can pay for a lease for sure um mm -hmm. but as far as just like knocking on people's doors like hey can i like hey you have because for us the rule at least in our county that we um live in is if you have over 10 acres I th or no that's not true it's 14 if you have over 14 acres like you can hunt on it um so if you know we saw someone and went and knocked i i you know i don't think that i think we would have the same experience just because either they already have people that hunt on their land or they want you to pay for it that's kind of like what i'm that is has been wow. our experience yeah wow all right so um you've hunted turkey you've hunted deer um what other game have you hunted 
Uh, pig. I've gotten a pig and uh, a rat. I've, I've shot rabbit. I actually shot a quail with my bow, which was that was like incredible. <laughs> I saw I saw that. I saw your Instagram <laughs> post that said that. Like, don't let anybody tell you you can't hunt quail with a bow. <laughs> so so how is how is quail normally hunted? Uh, with a gun and and the way that most people do it um honestly and in, in texas that i know of is you walk around and you kick a bush and quail fly out of it and you shoot shoot it with a gun well during quail, really you can't hunt quail all year round but during quail right. season you can um and so we in texas it's legal to um hunt over corn so you know we do that because <laughs> it's legal <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go. Hey, we 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 can't bait out here, but yeah. uh, if I could, I would. Trust me. Absolutely. I mean that, and you know, Texans get a lot of crap for that, but like, mm. it's if it's legal, why would like why wouldn't you? <laughs> but to me, to me, I feel like baiting is the same thing as you know putting out a food plot. I exactly. You know what I'm it's the only the only thing is is you're you're just going really hard into cultivating the land and putting out this plot but the whole point is to attract this animal to come and eat there mm -hmm. so i totally get it yeah um tell me about your hog hunt or pig hunt i don't, I don't know if there's well no they're the same right it's just a hog yeah it was a hog um just you know synonyms right um <laughs> so, <laughs> so um where we texas is also known for having hogs you know people come from all over yes. um and they'll do like helicopter have you see, ever seen videos of like that yep. helicopter? <laughs> I've, I've never i okay i've never done that it's like a scene from rambo or something oh, like no that These guys, yeah so um hogs are really kind of they're seen as an invasive species mm -hmm. um and you don't have to have a tag a tag for hogs so we could go out and hunt hogs, really um anytime actually we were um we went out to the property a week ago, that last weekend, and uh, there were two. My uh, boyfriend's dad saw, you know, hogs like, and we. When I say hogs, it's like thirty running, <laughs> um, you know, crossing the field. We actually also hunt off of either um, cotton or wheat, so we kind of mm -hmm. have like it's also kind of like a food plot situation. So they were mm -hmm. running across the field and he got out um, of the truck with his rifle and shot too. Um, and so, yeah, we, it's, it's a major problem. And so anytime we see hogs, it's like game on. So wow. um, I've shot at more than one hog, but uh, I've only successfully found one. And that was last year. That was actually the first, that was the opening day last year um mm -hmm. i got my first hog and um i i know now that given that i've shot i've sh shot it more and wasn't able to recover them another thing about hogs is that um they don't uh, most of the time they don't leave a great blood trail because they have you know so much fat that it'll kind of close it'll close up around wow. the arrow so they they don't always bleed, but I've learned um, the broadhead that works for me, and so hopefully, you know, this coming season, <laughs> I'll have a, I'll have a more successful I'll have a better success. Well, good luck to you on that. Yeah. Definitely, <laughs> nice. Um, 
here what's funny is in new york we do have wild hogs they're a little bit further up north but it's illegal to hunt them even though they're they've been deemed invasive um new york state uh dc has basically said if you see them just call it in that's it and then i guess they try to cap i think they try to capture them and that's about it we're not allowed to hunt them so go figure i i I think the situation would have to get really bad for the state to allow us to hunt you know Mm -hmm. to hunt hogs but hey i wouldn't mind uh some wild bacon you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) um all right so let me ask um now you and your boyfriend both hunt now he's been hunting a little bit longer than you um is there any kind of friendly uh competition or rivalry between the two of you not i from i'm trying to think for the most part no um mm-hmm. because i think that we just really want each other to be successful more than anything um if he gets something I'm so happy for him and if I get something he's so happy for me um but we are frustrated with ourselves if like if we don't you know but I'm not ever like disappointed in him if he doesn't get anything like last year neither one of us got um a deer and not for lack of trying it just you know didn't come together Mm -hmm. so um I don't you know I would say I would say no that it's not really a competition. Um, if I, I would say more with target practice mm-hmm. where it, that's where it comes the like the competition comes into play. Um, cause I always want to make a better shot than him. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. I, that I, is okay. I, like I told you, we're I'm outside of uh, my mother-in-law's house. So I'm listening to cops drive by. <laughs> <laughs> so for you listeners out there, I'm not getting arrested. They were just <laughs> driving by. But um, that's pretty cool. Like, um, cause I've interviewed uh one other gentleman who's married, and um, he and his wife are always uh, trying to one up each other. I'm <laughs> saying so. It's it's funny. Uh, uh with, with basically the dynamic of that relationship is pretty is just hilarious. But um, who can I ask? Um, like, what's the running tally? I guess for you in terms of the the animals you've harvested. So you got a deer. You got a buck. Um, you got turkey. Mm-hmm. All right. Hog, quail. What else? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I've had a, a buck, a doe, a hog, a turkey, quail, rabbit, mm-hmm. and a porcupine. <laughs> Wait, whoa, 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 a what? A porcupine? A porcupine. <laughs> okay. You guys told me, so you guys hunt porcupine out there? No. Or? Um, and actually... I don't want to say that I regret it, but I would, I don't know that I would shoot at a porcupine again. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I did it is because I was scared of what it was. I didn't, wasn't for sure what it was. And I was at that time I was hunting, um, in a tree stand and I like thought that it was going to climb up the tree and like get me. That's apparently not how they operate at all. They're very like, they're very um, docile animals and actually quite slow, (laughs) which I didn't know. Like I just, I was sitting in the tree. I actually heard like crunching, like, you know, a deer eating or whatever. And I was looking for where it was coming from. And um, I didn't see a deer, but I saw this like black, fluff ball (laughs) wow um 
I actually, we had, um, where I was hunting, there was um, remnants of, like, raccoon remains. So when you when, when you get in the stand, um, you know, at, like, 6 in the morning and it's pitch black, like, I just was, like, terrified that, like, a raccoon was going to be, like, in my face. And so mm-hmm. I used to the porcupine on the ground, like, mm-hmm. brought that fear to life. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was probably, like, I, like maybe 10 yards from me. And I, I, it was one of the, it was probably uh, one of the first animals that I uh, killed. And, and it, uh, I don't know. It wasn't, um, it wasn't great because I, I had to, like, hear it struggling to breathe. And that was, that was not fun. Um Aww. But that was my first experience with that. So, did you eat it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it'd be difficult to uh, to get around the the quills and stuff like that. But all right. Um, <laughs> let me ask. I guess um, you mentioned raccoon. Now, are there are a lot of raccoons out by you. Um. No. Well, I say that this this year there seemed to be, um, but I've never actually seen one while I'm sitting. Mm-hmm. Do so. uh, I mean? Do are they hunted or are they trapped at all? Uh, where you're from? Because I know, like, um, south of here, like in um, you know Georgia, maybe the Carolinas and stuff like that, hunting and trapping raccoons is like is normal. And even eating them as well. So oh, I'm wow. just curious if, if that's done in, in Texas at all. Um, not that I know of. I don't mm-hmm. think that it's that big of an issue um, in Texas. Because I've actually never heard of anyone eating a raccoon. <laughs> so. uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've, heard, I've heard of it. And uh, some people will swear by it. It's like, it's either, it's total opposites. It'd be like one person will be like, oh, hell yeah, you do this to it. This It tastes like chicken. And then another person's like, mm-mm. Nope, never. So uh, I guess it it uh, depends on the person. I'd probably try it. I'm just being a 100%. I probably would, like, if someone prepared it, I'd try it. <laughs> uh, see, there you go. <laughs> All right. So I want to transition this to um, this conversation to how uh, you and I met <laughs> virtually. Um, so with the help of my wife, um, my wife is not a hunter. She's not interested in hunting whatsoever um uh, isn't necessarily too happy about me doing it but um she came across your instagram page and really liked it and was like you know what that you would make an awesome guest on the podcast um and uh looking at your page i was like wow for for your instagram page to be able to jump out like that at my of my wife, like I said, who's not interested in, in hunting or anything like that. I think that's pretty dope. And I can only imagine the, the amount of people that you reach through it. Um, I'd like you to kind of tell people about your Instagram page, like your username, what it's about, what you're looking to do and so on. Well, yeah, thank you. Tell her I said, thank you. Cause that's kind (laughs) of like really, truly just hearing you say that, um, makes me feel really good. Cause that is kind of like, the part of what I am, like what I would love to my page to be about. Mm-hmm. So my uh, handle, my name in, on Instagram is Hannah the Plus Size Hunter, and then um, I believe in my bio it says like unsponsored and unbiased reviews on you know women's gear, and then also it says a little bit about me being from Texas, a bow hunter, and then it says um, plus size 
inclusivity. So um, in a nutshell, the reason why I kind of started my page and more props go to my boyfriend on this one, because he actually really encouraged me to do it because he really went through the struggles that I had in starting hunting and being um, a plus size woman and not being able to find gear that fit you know you go into and I'm not sure like what sporting goods stores are in New York but like here it's like Cabela's Bass Pro and Academy like Mm -hmm. and especially if you're first starting out like those are the places that you're going to go to because that's all you know about right so Mm -hmm. I couldn't walk into an academy and find something that would like in terms of being like women's gear Mm -hmm. that that fit um not at all and I remember that very first time I went into the dressing room and uh, women definitely can identify with this um any and this isn't even related to hunting gear if you go into a dressing room and everything that you brought with you doesn't fit you that's the worst feeling ever (laughs) uh I I listen I I don't know what it's like for women. I can't speak for any women, but I know what it's like trying to support my wife when she's mm-hmm. dealing with something like that. And that's not it, it relating to hunting gear. That's just everyday clothes. So I can only imagine when you're looking for something that specific as hunting clothing, how frustrating that could possibly be. And then and then really just having to go, your your options then are just going and and to add more to it, the women's section is always like, a, and as I'm going to say as small as an eighth to what the men's stuff is. Um, mm. And also men's stuff goes up to like three and four X, whereas the women, you get an XL, maybe you get a two X. Um, and even then it's like, may it, if it doesn't fit, you just, you feel like you feel like there's something wrong with you. And no, no woman should feel that way. But like, the evidence is there, right? You're walking mm-hmm. into a store. There's this tiny little section for you, for you, um, and then you can't find anything in there that makes that works for you. So then you go over to the men's side. You find stuff, and I'm only five four, so it's always too long for me. <laughs> oh wow, you are short. My wife's five, like five five, so I can only wow. Okay, I get. I so, understand the struggle. So and then if you put it into um, a context of so the average size, and maybe, and you probably heard this this statistic that um, the average pant size for a woman is um, for years. I've always heard that it was a size fourteen, but I think I read. I actually to verify this before I spoke about it. I I, I googled it and I came across an article that said it's actually more. Um, now it's more so maybe a sixteen to an eighteen. Okay. And that is a plus size range. Um, and while we can talk, like, of course, we can talk about however, whatever feelings we have about that, um, that maybe, you know, obesity being um, an epidemic, that's all fine. But then you couple it with a the statistic that the fastest growing demographic within the hunting industry is women. So mm-hmm. then if you really think about it from like a business point of view, you would think that these businesses would be keyed into that and like be like it wouldn't be so hard for me to be able to find things that fit me um and I will say that over the last two years it has gotten a whole lot better um Mm -hmm. and really even in the last year um for me but I that could also just come with 
me knowing so much more about the hunting industry now, four years into it, as opposed to when I just started. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want women to feel the way I felt. Um, and if I can show them like in my, like show my body, show videos, show pictures of me, I'm going into a dressing room and trying something on saying, listen, I actually really like this thing. Um, Mm -hmm. and it, I think it's going to work for A, B, and C reasons. And I can't tell you how many, you know, how much positive feedback I've gotten that makes me feel good. And Mm -hmm. I've been able to cultivate really this like community of women who, come who are able to share their stories with me too and be like oh my gosh I thought I was alone or um I'm so glad you're doing this and another thing that I that has come out of it that I never thought about in the beginning was it's not just plus size women that have an issue finding gear it's tall women it's women shorter than me um and really really petite women also have the same issue and while I can't you know, the super petite woman, that's not, that's not me. Um, just, you know, being able to identify with people like, oh my gosh, I, I can't find pants that fit me. They're all long and I hate it. You know, just being able to voice those frustrations and be able, you know, to have someone else identify with you and then also be able to say, it's not, it, there's nothing wrong with me. Like they're just clothes. And at the end of the day, it's just camo, right? You don't have to hunt in camo. You absolutely don't. You don't have to mm-hmm. use scent control. There's so many things that hunters do that you don't have, no one has to do these things. But if you're, you know, like it's a disease, right? So we're all trying <laughs> to, all trying to, you know, make it, our odds of harvesting a better or, or animal that much better. You know, we want to increase our odds. And so finding items that are quiet that are going to, you know, be made for whatever specific hunting you're doing, if it's spot and stock or, you know, whatever, all of that. Mm-hmm. It is important. And if you feel comfortable, and like you said with your wife, you know, if that's something that, if that's one less thing that is a barrier for her to get into hunting, is mm-hmm. that she can find something that makes her feel good to put on, to go out and sit in a, in a tree or sit in a blind. Um, <laughs> like, that's great for everyone so Agreed. that's kind of um i'm that's my soapbox <laughs> see but no no but it, but it's uh, you listen you're not you're not preaching in any in any way shape or form it's i just love your your idealism because it's i i didn't even think about it from the the standpoint of um you know the other uh body types female body types that you Mm -hmm. pointed out you know i'm saying i didn't even consider that it's like that there it's basically there are more women out there that are dealing with the fight of having to what's the word um fit into this cookie cookie cutter type um gear that the hunting industry is putting out not realizing that um you know as a as women you guys come in all shapes and sizes absolutely and i would say another added thing to that is like so many of the women that I uh, interact with on my Instagram, they're also moms. Can you imagine like you, you grew a life within you and know your body isn't the same body that it was prior to that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But then, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe not being able at that point, maybe you had a pair of camo pants that you liked, but now because you had a baby, 
they don't fit you anymore and you can't find something that fits you. That's a nut, like, that's a whole other thing. And women mm. are, our, our weight, you know, fluctuates and we get bloated and there's all those kinds of things that, that play into it. And just being able to find a pair of like stretchy freaking pants is so important. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> I mean, it's totally like what you're doing is awesome. And I, I truly commend you. Um, let me ask, cause you mentioned video. So you do video reviews as well. Yes. And I do, I do have a YouTube. I am not the greatest, uh, video editor. So I'm kind <laughs> of trying to transition it more towards my Instagram and doing like IGTV. Um, okay. I'm playing around with that, a little bit of that right now. Um, but whatever I can do and like women will, um, send me a DM if they ask me something specific and I actually do own um, gear that they're asking me about, I have no issue with like doing a like specific video for them saying like, okay, the, like I'm it, whatever questions you have, send me and I'll send you a video and showing you I've done that. Um, because, and I actually, when I listened to your podcast with, uh, Randy Newberg, where he was talking about, um, where y'all were talking about, like, as a hunter, we all love to like help people more we want more people to experience the hunting industry and the, the, the thing that we love and so mm -hmm. i feel like that's probably where it, it that comes from for me wanting to help people love hunting as much as i do and if, if clothing is what does it i'm cool <laughs> that's, that's awesome. what's up <laughs> so let me let me ask how do your reviews go because um do you like purchase it and try it out or is it um, like I've seen pic some of your Instagram pictures of you in a like a fitting room with the mm -hmm. gear on. Is that is that what you do? Like you walk around in the store with it? It depends. So if, if I try something on, I'm going to take pictures of myself in it. Even mm -hmm. if it doesn't fit, I'm going to show that, hey, this didn't fit and it's the biggest size that they had. So this this isn't something that's working for me. Um, if I love it and if it's something that... Uh, appeals to me that fits a hole within my free overflowing collection now <laughs> um i'm gonna buy it and and i actually have a lot of um ultra lightweight gear now like i have mm -hmm. uh three different like full sets from different brands um one i just bought this uh probably a month ago so i haven't tested it out um but i'll follow up like basically I'll show it in the dressing room, and then once I actually get to use it, um, I'll do a follow-up review of, like, hey, this actually was as good as I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Nice. So, yeah. Now, is there a particular brand um, uh, that you're particularly fond of that you find has, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for, consistently put out gear that you find comfortable and that you you really like? Yeah, so the one brand that I would say is the most inclusive is um, it's called DSG Outerwear. Mm -hmm. And they, last year I was only able to find their, um, I couldn't find any of their items in store, so I ordered online, which can be, that's another struggle, um, is that when you order things online, you have no idea what size you should be getting. Um, but I ordered their stuff online, but actually this year, um, I know they've over the last 
few years, they've been working extremely hard to get um, hooked up with different retailers. So they're growing, their business is growing. So they're, you know, they're building their brand and they're in a, um, they're available in Shields, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with Shields. There's not a ton of locations, like they're not like Mm -hmm. in every state, but we just got one near us. And so I can now try on some of their items in store, but their sizing goes all the way up to five X. They do a lot to like, if there's pants, they will, they have um, where the, the inseam is adjustable. So it'll have like snaps that you can roll up if you're short or um, they'll make them longer for longer women. So I would say as far as like their innovation, their size range I don't have a piece of, um, I don't have a item that I don't like from them. So. Wow. So this, this is again, DSG outdoors, uh, right. outerwear, Out, DSG. DSG outerwear, DSG outerwear. All right. I'll give them, uh, uh, what do you call it? I'll look them up on social media yeah. or look up Google and basically and, and see what they're <laughs> about, which is pretty cool. All right. So, um, I'm going to round out this interview with this last question. All right. What um, what sort of advice um, would you offer a first time a first time hunter? Something that you feel like you know. Let be even. Let me be even more specific. A first time female hunter. What piece of advice that you feel like um, every first time lady hunter should know um, about you know taking on this endeavor? So it's probably like a handful of things that um, really, I think the number one thing to walk, like to know is that there are no, really no stupid questions. So don't be afraid to ask something. I had no idea that bucks shed their antlers. Like I thought (laughs) prior to hunting, I had no idea. (laughs) You and me both. You, I only learned that just last year. I thought, I thought deer kept their antlers, you know, all year, you know, for the, for their length of their existence. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that they they fall off and they grow them back. Yeah. I had no clue. So there are no, there are no stupid questions. Everyone really like, we all have to start from somewhere. So everyone has been where you are as a new hunter and we've all made mistakes. Like I, I don't know about you. I've punched myself in the face, uh, drawing back on my bow (laughs) and like had my finger on the release and like clocked myself. Um, I have slapped my arm with the string. You know, we all, we, it's part of the learning process. So, I would never want anyone to think that they did something stupid because we all do. And that's how you learn. And then I think the last thing, and and this has been something that I have to remind myself of often, even four years in, is that really um, comparison absolutely is the thief of joy. So if you see other people succeeding, um, especially on social media, you know, it's the whole, it's the whole like, they're sharing their their highlight reel with you like so don't compare yourself don't compare yourself at you know your first year to someone's 15th year because that's not where you're at you know um Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day you can only do what you can do and as long as you're doing everything within your like with in whatever is legal in your area um 
and you're making doing your best to make an ethical shot and doing you know everything you should be doing just enjoy your time out in the woods right <laughs> god no it, it, i got it it's like i especially do you i mean you just dropped gems so i truly appreciate it especially comparison is what you say the killer of joy comparison is the thief of joy yeah. the thief of joy sorry comparison is the thief of joy it sounds like something i should get tattooed on me <laughs> <laughs> but comparison is the thief of joy because it's the truth sometimes i think it not only it's not only limited to hunting as with anything if you aspire to do something and then you you watch what other people are doing on social media you get caught up in the hype yeah saying so yeah and like but, my first buck was is not by any means like a monster but I am so proud of that, like that moment. And I would first, if I were to have someone in my comments, which I, I luckily I didn't. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, if, if I posted it and was so excited and then had someone say, um, oh, you should have let him grow another year, you know, like those things that you see. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. No, you know what? No, you be happy with what you did. If, if that, and this is what uh, one thing that my boyfriend remind he, he reminds me of too. Um, all the time is like, if that animal gets your blood pumping for whatever reason, if you see it and you were like, oh, I want that. And you can, you legally are allowed to <laughs> mm -hmm, yep. um, just go for it. Like, why not? Because it's just going to make you have an experience that you can cherish. And then if something doesn't go the way you want it to learn from. So nice. Can I ask, what's your boyfriend's name? His name is Ryan. Ryan. Well, please give Ryan my regards. Tell him he he has a fan in New York City. You know, say <laughs> because he sounds like an awesome dude, and like everything he's he's told you, you know, from the start of your journey to now, uh, he definitely sounds like somebody you know put the bug in his ear. I I wouldn't mind having as a guest on on my oh, podcast sure. as well. Yeah, yeah. Just just to learn from him, learn about his experience and like what prompted him to start hunting. Um, but it that's really cool. Kudos to to you. Kudos to him. Um, I really enjoy your content on social media. As a matter of fact, speaking of which, please tell everybody where they could find uh, your content. Yeah, so um, Instagram is it's it's long. Um, it's <laughs> Hannah. It's Hannah dot the dot plus dot size dot hunter. <laughs> <laughs> so Hannah the plus size hunter with periods in between. Um, right. And yeah, that would be the best place for for anyone who wanted to connect with me to find me and. Um, I will also want to say to you, if you, you know, need help getting your wife more, <laughs> more involved, I can <laughs> tell her hey, to follow it's, me. <laughs> it's, it's baby steps. It's, I, I know it is, she'd, be, yeah. it'd be, she'd be interested, kind of like yourself, in just shooting archery. Mm -hmm. So I'm just working on getting her her first bow. Um, you know, my little guy, um, I've got three kids. My oldest, he's in his 20s. He has no desire to hunt. Um, my daughter is kind of, she's 12. She's like, eh. But my youngest, he's eight, and um, he's taken some interest in, in shooting a bow. Um, and uh, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try to foster that in him. Um, I even got a nephew um, who's 12 who just the other day uh, DM me expressing interest in going hunting with me. Um, so I'm trying to work that out with his parents. So I'm trying to I'm trying to make it a family affair. But it's one of those things. Me just getting into this knowing my my commitment to them and my commitment like i work a lot of hours mm -hmm. um i'm not trying to have this new activity 
somebody that I'm, you know, growing to really love, leave a negative impact on them. Be like, oh, yeah, my dad was a hunter. He was always off doing this. Like, I, I choose not to dive as deep into it as I possibly could just so that I can still be the dad that um, I know I can be and I know that they want me to be. So I love um, that. Yeah, I think that's the most that's the a great way to approach it because mm-hmm. you can't force anyone into it like especially kids because like mm-hmm. if you make them forget it they're not gonna like it <laughs> not exactly <laughs> they have to come around to it like, you have to make it you have to they, it has to be their idea um <laughs> and, there you go but the more that you can make it more of like a family environment um mm-hmm. The more, well, it's like as mutually beneficial, right? Because you get to go mm. out more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and then, you know, you get, like, you have experiences and memories that, you know, that y'all all share together. And so I hope, you know, keep working on them, I guess. Is <laughs> <laughs> but I, I should tell you this, because you, you are going to be on the, I believe, the 36th episode of my podcast and um which may be the first one that my wife actually listens to <gasps> no to way be honest. Cool. yeah so she hasn't listened to any of them but i'm pretty sure she'll probably want to listen to yours because like i said she really liked she had come across a couple of people on instagram but yours was the one that resonated with her the most that she uh she really liked how which is difficult on social media but she really liked how genuine you were you know, oh, how you came across on your on your Instagram page. So, um, again, thank you, thank you, thank you for, you know, taking the time out to sit and speak with me today. I truly appreciate it. Of course, I enjoyed it. I And, if hey, if you want to come hunt hogs in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, I might have to take you and Ryan up on that. Uh, you know, say, be like, come knocking on your door like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, we could, we could probably, it, it wouldn't be too difficult, I don't think, especially with the the pictures we're, we're seeing so far this year. It's like, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Hannah, you thank, thank you again, and you have a blessed one. Yeah, thank you. You too. All right, ladies and gents. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as I enjoyed having it with uh, Hannah. Um, definitely learned a lot from her and I am truly interested in seeing how her, you know, her journey progresses, um, you know, in regards to hunting and in regards to um, representing women in, you know, all shapes and sizes. Um, I really commend her for what she is doing. Um, Again, thank you, Hannah, for taking the time out to join me for today's episode of when the hunt calls now if you guys enjoyed the conversation like i believe you did please don't hesitate to head over to the review section of the platform you're using to listen to this podcast hook a brother up with a five star rating and if you're feeling truly truly generous um hook me up with a dope review all right You guys have a blessed one and remember to respect the journey even when it's not your own.